True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. I have a special surprise for everybody today. I have uh, somebody in the studio with me, someone that's very dear to me, and I want to introduce her as, of course, my lovely daughter, Sarah. Thank you for joining us. Well, that was a nice introduction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Actually, Sarah is going to um, be the host, as in she's going to be doing the interviewing today. And so I'm literally going to turn everything over to her. This is a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. So I was talking with my dad a few weeks ago, and uh, we had this idea to do a podcast like this. Because uh, recently my boyfriend had a session with my dad and he asked me questions about the process and about Wes. And to be honest, they were the same questions that I've been hearing for the last, I'm going to say 15 years, but it might (laughs) honestly be even longer. Um, I've been hearing them from friends um, who have had sessions with you or even just friends that know what you do, Um, other boyfriends um, or people that, you know, I've gotten to meet at events and retreats and I've heard a lot of the same questions. So is this, because we haven't talked about this, um, meaning Sarah has some secret list of questions she's going to be asking me. You haven't been able to see them. I've been very sneaky. (laughs) Even esoterically, which is pretty weird for Sarah and I. (laughs) Um, So you're familiar with these questions that you always get asked. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you might be too. Sure. Or you might be surprised what people are asking behind your back. Which is fun too, right? (laughs) Which is kind of the purpose of what we're doing. Exactly. Um, Yeah, because, you know, I was curious. This is what you and I were talking about, is who else is asking these questions. Right. Right? So we're going to get answers to questions like, is he reading my mind? Are you reading every little thought I have? Don't answer that now. Okay. (laughs) Am I opening myself up or dabbling in any dark energy when I associate with a channel or a psychic is a question that I get sometimes. Again, don't answer that now because we're going to get to that. Um, But this podcast is going to be very transparent for anyone who's read the blog or listened to a podcast, but maybe hasn't had a session with you. Um, And it's also going to be awesome for people who've had sessions for you for maybe over 10 years, um, but still have these kind of behind the scene questions. Um, so even as your daughter, to be honest, I'm a little curious. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the mind of a channel. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. So are you ready? I'm set. Okay. I'm going to give you a little warm up. Okay. All right. We're prime the batter. (laughs) Okay. Like a game. Uh, All right. So you've been doing this for 21 years. That's right. 21 years. I can't believe it's been that long. It has. Um, I never forget the day that uh, we sat down with you and your brother in a living room discussion. I was very nervous to have it because this was a big transition from what dad used to do. And uh, I laid it out and uh, Grant jumped up and said, 
Dad, we've been waiting for you to get here. And he grabbed you by the hand, and you literally guys just walked out of the room. And I'm like, what? How is it possible that you could possibly have any understanding to me making this transition from what was Dad to um, that which I've been doing for a while? So I'm very grateful for you to be here. Well, my big brother is my best friend, and anything he says is good is good. <laughs> if he, if he jo- and I remember that. He yeah. goes, we've been waiting. And I thought, have we? <laughs> I guess we have. <laughs> Let's go. So I'm curious. Yes. And I really can't believe it's been that long. I don't feel that old. Please put that in the podcast notes. <laughs> <Pardon me. laughs> um, how has the term psychic and channel changed over that time? Because two decades ago, it was really kind of taboo and almost witchcrafty. But now it's very mainstream and a very normal part of self-help. And I'm curious if you've noticed a difference. Interesting, because um, for my own self, for uh, let's call it 20 of the 21 years, I've never used the term psychic, especially on my website. Uh, Occasionally I would do that um, with an individual to help them uh, become aware of what it is that I do. And there's clearly a difference between a psychic and a channel, and I'll get into that in half a second. But I was very uncomfortable with the term um, because of my upbringing and the association that one would be tapping into something that would be negative or undesired. And and further, the second probably thing that really bugged me was a lot of people I felt were deceiving other people using the cloud or the idea of psychic gifts or powers uh, manipulatively or uh, to extort money or uh, to personally empower them, ego stuff, and never been attracted to any of that. And so I really was trying to stay away from that term, uh, self-describing. And the channeling piece uh, as a category or word to use to describe me is, I think, more accurate and the idea that I can connect to anything. Um, I've always teased that it's like a switchboard operator that can literally connect to anything that um, one wants to connect with, and I become that that conduit or that channel, that's what the word means, uh, to be able to facilitate that. And then I'm going to interrupt, or can I bring up another term? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mediumship, um, the ability to, to talk or have conversation <clears throat> Pardon me, with someone who's deceased um, is actually very beautiful as well, and that's a, a different category. So as a channel, and the kind of channel that I am, or evidently that I am, I literally have the ability to go anywhere, um, which is evidently a little bit weird or a little bit um, um, unusual. A lot of people have someone that they're channeling in behalf of, uh, such as uh, an entity of some kind. And and while it's wonderful, I just don't find myself limited to that. I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> I'm actually wondering if you're reading my mind right now because that is literally my next question. Um, because I think even though what you do now is much more mainstream and I think even becoming more and more mainstream, mm-hmm. I have several friends and I don't really have like, quote, woo-woo friends. Right. I'm probably the biggest hippie in my group. But I have several friends, probably let's say two out of five, that you know you have your yoga instructor, your physician, and they also have their, their psychic or their channel. Oh, or, really? Yeah. So, um, But I do think there's still a lot of mystery and a lot of curiosity really sure. around like what that means. Sure. So that is what I, exactly what I wanted to ask you is... When you're tuning in, mm-hmm. what are you tapping into? Like an angel, an entity, a person, an animal, um, energy at large, uh, 
you know, tell me about that. Okay. So certainly you're aware um, that I have the ability to tap into any one of those and then literally all, all the above. So someone gives me permission to just literally have a, what I'll call a global access. Um, my ability to tap into someone's deceased grandmother, for example, um, in addition to their brother who's very much alive but just not in a room with us, is well within my scope. Um, and then all I'm looking to do is, is have permission so that I can do that facilitation for that person or that animal or that even that thing. Um, as long as I have permission to do that, which is not, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's an etiquette. Uh, I'll call it a, a spiritual etiquette to always invite versus pushing. On, and I have that ability, but uh, and anyone that has my skill set does. But not being invasive is something that I feel very strongly about. So as long as I have that um, invitation, I'm happy to facilitate any of that. And so when you say that you're asking for permission, are you asking from the person... I guess I should say the the live person in front of you. Sure. Or are you asking for permission from whoever else you might be tuning into? Great question. Um, and that's that's actually done in multitude. So I'm asking if I'm facilitating you, I'd be asking your you physically or even your higher self. And then I would be asking if I was channeling your angelic group that would surround you, which is very dominant, <laughs> um, I would uh, uh, tell you that there's three of them and I would give you their names if you wanted that and or other information about them. And oftentimes that's done to further offer you confirmation that this isn't uh, hocus pocus or magic or someone's not cheating or um, doing, we'll call it researching something about you online, but rather this is just something that's coming to me, then I'm just sharing that back. In one sense, like a mirror, I'm just reflecting something back. But the um, the differences um, of being able to tap into those different entities, if we can use that term, or people or even places, is as distinguished as connecting to a piano. And we have the 26 keys, excuse me, the 66 keys on the piano, that each one has a different vibration, a different note, and therefore a different association. And that means a different message. So mm. if I'm tapping into your angelic realm, that's going to be, you know, middle C. If I'm tapping into um, someone that's a project manager, a spiritual project manager, um, that would be, <laughs> and you have one, um, yeah. that would that, that would be um, a different note and they have different characteristics. And when I'm channeling, um, I typically like to call that out. Um, try to do that as auditory as I possibly can so that you have an understanding of what's what's what. Within me, it's very distinguished, meaning I can actually feel those differences or those nuances. That's interesting because I actually didn't even know that. What? I've always wondered if you can, if someone's like, knock, knock, hi, I'm John. Right. I'll be talking through you now. Or are you just feeling... Um, cause I understand, or I guess I make it my own assumption that in this, in this life and in this plane, um, not everything can really has a word attached to it. Right. Correct. So when you say I can feel almost, and you're explaining, um, to give us some sort of reference, like strings on a piano right. is a great visual reference for something that's maybe not materialized here. Right. Um, so yeah, that's what I was curious is someone like, hi, I'm angel so-and-so, or are you feeling and sensing in addition to the auditory? The hearing. Um, it's actually all the above. And we should probably talk about that for half a second because as we have our five physical senses, we have these physical, it's going to be these spiritual clairs, you know, clairsentience, claircognizance, um, clairvoyance, uh, clairaudience. Right. And um, 
and there's others that you can actually smell clearly. And a lot of the um, um, different entities, for example, will present themselves to me um, in a in a in a smell, a very specific smell. Really? Yeah. And I've actually have to look around in my near a smell, or my is somebody smoking, or is there sage going on, and I can I can feel that, know that, and that becomes more of an identification than quote a name. Um, and we. We want to honor that. Now, on the other side, from my perspective, just kind of give you further understanding, um, I'm speaking into a singular mac- microphone, but I want you to imagine that there's uh, entities behind me or people that want to speak into this singular microphone, and they're queued up, um, which means then uh, the reason why I'm saying the singular microphone, the microphone represents my mouth, meaning I'm only able to articulate one voice at a time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they speak nicely in terms of, you know, queuing up like I described. And sometimes they don't. It's like being in an airport where everyone's talking at the same time. It's like, well, that's tough. Now, I'm picking up on this spiritual presence over here and then this one over there. And um, I'm trying to bring that into a singular or uh, a singular audio track or like a... Interesting. Yeah, like a black and black and white TV versus uh, not just color, but a 3D visualization. So it's frustrating on my part. But um, And I always actually pray that um, others will have that understanding or, or get that. And sometimes I think, well, I, I know that people do, but I hope to the depth that I, I feel it or even trying to recreate that through this this energy. Trying to recreate what, what you're I'm hearing. hearing. No, I'm hearing, uh, we should talk about that too, because I'm... Because you're just one person. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm literally repeating right. everything I'm saying, what I'm hearing. I'm not trying to add or color. Uh, clairvoyants sometimes do that where they're trying to take an image and... They're trying to put a story to it, uh, like an auditory line to what they're seeing, right. which is fair. Um, but the ability to see in here um, t- takes any guesswork away. And so I know exactly what I'm seeing. And when I have that feeling, uh, which is another part of this, I just match all that together. And then I'm asking questions within myself. Um, is this me that's upset my my stomach or this bodily part? And then, of course, if that's not true, then I can tell. Um, literally in scanning a body... Um, where this difficulty or where this energy block is and right down to the emotion. And that's really fun. And uh, it takes the mystery out. So I can go to someone's issue uh, emotionally or within their body within seconds, actually. And um, that can be somewhat uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, For you? No, for the other person because they don't realize that I can, shall we say, move that quickly. Oh, I know. (laughs) 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 um, You're saying so much that it's funny because obviously I've known you my whole life and we're in addition to that, we're also just very close in yes. our lives. Yes. Um, but I have a question for you okay. that you just sparked a question for me and it might sound just slightly off topic, what? but, uh, well, two things really. One, I don't know if a lot of people know or if anyone knows that you actually have, and I don't know quite how to say this word, tinnitus or tinnitus. Oh, tinnitus, yeah. Or and, tinnitus. Yeah. 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 It's an ongoing joke in our family <laughs> of, <laughs> of how to say it, yeah, right? Yeah, true. So I'll just go with tinnitus for yeah, now. that's fine. Um, but I'm curious, when you're channeling, mm-hmm. do does it go away? No, absolutely not. It actually gets stronger for right now. This, oh, how annoying. This very instant. <laughs> It actually uh, rises, and um, it's something. Really? Um, yeah, I'm very accustomed to it. And the more that I'm step into uh, higher frequency or any vibration of this kind, it actually gets louder. Um, when I'm doing something else um, outside of the formality of sitting down and channeling for somebody, 
um, it's like a doorbell. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when someone rings the doorbell, you, you hear it. Um, the same thing happens with my ears. I can actually hear, and I call it an ear shift, um, where there's a shift of energy that you can feel literally in your body yeah. and you can actually hear it. Um, and so when that happens and I'm answering the doorbell and saying, well, who is it and who's the message for? And does this have to be delivered right now? Because, well, I could be doing something, um, you know, sweeping the front porch or something. But in that understanding, that that sound is always um, prevailing for me. But it doesn't doesn't bother me. Um, it could be at times disruptive, but I don't find it uh, annoying. I mean, I would, I guess, it'd be really frustrating if that if it did bug me. Wow! So you really made peace. Yeah. No, I, I find great. I find it uh, just a part of me being me. I mean, it's always. Uh, as I'm tuning into it now, I, I always have that soundtrack always uh, there. But because of our minds, we can literally set that aside and then bring it forth when we want to use it. I'll say productively, and that's how I use it. Interesting. That's really interesting. Oh, cool. The other thing that you mentioned that I just want to share yeah. is you touched on etiquette. <laughs> you are so unique and interesting to me because you made your own Now, I'm going to paint this through my eyes. (laughs) What happened? Okay. You've made your own code of ethics Mm -hmm. for what you do, Mm -hmm. very similar to a lawyer or um, a physician, and and you live by that code of ethics. Really, I mean, I can't just say with your work because your work is who you are all the time. You never really turn it on and turn it off. So, and um, and he's not joking. You're not joking when you say that, um, you know, that, that there's a cue and there's etiquette and sometimes everyone's not so polite. And <laughs> when, when Wes first started channeling, when we were young and we were kids, I remember because of this etiquette, I used to always ask you, um, I'd say, I'd say, dad, can you tune in for me? And you, you always go, yes, always, anytime. Sure. And then I would say, okay, are you there? And remember, and I would always ask, can I, may I speak with you? Can I ask you a question? Because I always thought because of your, and I was pretty young when this started, but because of your etiquette, I thought, well, hey, I don't want them always interrupting your day. So I better not always interrupt whoever (laughs) we're talking to. But I'm curious if you would be open sharing what your, your personal code of ethics are. Oh, wow. Um, I'm actually, um kind of emotional about that because I don't think this has ever been discussed. Um, emotional in the sense that you're aware of that, but why would that be so funny? Cause you're my daughter, but, um, and I, you know, I want to say, you said that I made them up and, and perhaps to some degree that's true, but I've, I'll say I've, I've been led or I've been instructed to give these things consideration. So let me address the first thing. The, 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 the thought, are you there is one of politeness um, but it was also one in the beginning for me of um, making sure I was tapping into the right kind or the most beautiful kinds of energy because I was really frightened or concerned about tapping into something that would be um, negative or even dark or what we could describe as evil. And I didn't want to have anything to do with that. So when I was asking, are you there? I want to make sure that I'm asking the right portions of spirit to uh, con- converse with me in, a, again, a healthy and a, in an enlightened way. Um, in time, that changed because I realized that um, I have the ability to connect anywhere that I want to, and I don't have to be so uh, strict with regards to making sure that I'm talking to the right people. I'm just, I have that 
should we say, that natural proclivity. Yeah. Um, but the code of ethics is, um, I guess, summarized in the following. Um, and I, even code of ethics kind of feels funny, to be honest, but um, I'll use some guidelines if we want to use that as a term. Sure. But the... I, I don't interfere. So if there is a spiritual message that's given to me, and I know what's been given to me, uh, physically or otherwise, dream-wise, um, I can have that in advance before meeting somebody. I can have that in advance uh, five years before something that I get to be released, and I say that I get to share that information. Um, and... I've become used to that. Now, you could think of it as a secret, but I don't really think of it that way. I think of it, I just have read this portion of the book or I'm given this understanding, and now I have to wait until the right time is, let's say, for you to to share that. And I've literally done that with you. And when I do, then it's it's an exciting moment to be able to to get get that off my chest. But the, the process is... Um, is beautiful, but I wasn't trying to do that. I mean, I wasn't seeking, I wasn't snooping. Um, and I've teased as well that I don't dig through people's underwear drawers to right. uh, go out of my way to find out what they're doing. Uh, I have that ability, but um, that's where the politeness comes in. And I wouldn't walk into somebody's house and I wouldn't walk into someone's uh, uh, esoteric realm um, without their permission. So I ask it again physically and I ask it multiple times on the higher realm to ensure that I can say things, and especially those things that would be perceived as tough, um, health issues or impending events where someone may be in a strong accident um, that may be uh, life-altering, quite literally, um, or that someone's going to die. So I, when those kinds of situations arise, I ask multitudes of times to make sure that I have clear understanding what I'm receiving so that when I actually go to open my mouth to speak, that that's, that's something that is, in fact, true. Um, and we should talk about this too. There's, there can be things that I say or that I channel that is perceived as not accurate. And that's something that's very uncomfortable for me as the human being because I want perfection <laughs> and me being able <laughs> to, to poo well, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I really just want to do it exceedingly well. And in this um, desire, there's, um, there can be the idea that I'm, I could say something that would be perceived as uh, wrong and or um, out of balance, and that's fine. But my experience has been that if something is uh, being shared that doesn't come true or that uh, indeed it is perceived as I'm off, I've, I've noticed that in taking more of a macro look that these things literally do tie together. And my being wrong is totally fine with me, um, certainly if it's to the embitterment of the individual or the people who are engaging. And so that's... It's a wonderful time to be wrong. And, right. and so I don't find myself attaching to that as much as I wanted to in the earlier days, um, which is a part of my, shall we say, maturing or growing up. But it's, it's beautiful to just know that this is something that is true. And I share that because I'm not comfortable with it. And I share it with others because obviously I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. But for them to uh, do what they want, and that's, that's totally their... Uh, well, and I happen to know that you always say, one, you always have to have my permission. Yes. And I'm using me, but this is the ethics I know you to have with everyone. Right. And that, two, you never edit. You say exactly how it is, exactly how you hear it. I know that you've channeled languages you don't even speak. Yeah. Because you don't filter it. Um, and as a teenager knowing that 
I had certain things right <laughs> when I wanted to be naughty <laughs> and I wanted to rebel and I wanted to, you know, go to a friend's house, but I wasn't really at a friend's house. And I would go in my mind and be like, my dad doesn't have permission to know any of this. And then I would, I would round up my angels and I was like, listen, guys, we're in this together now. <laughs> And then you would tell me sometimes, because whenever I was out, you would always check in on me. Are yep. you okay? Are you okay? Sure. And look, sometimes you get in a little mischief and a little bit of trouble. And sometimes I was in situations where I wasn't okay. And you would tell me later, you'd go, um, I couldn't get anything from you. And in my mind, I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanna... that's how I know that you're really true to what you say, you know? And I build a lot of respect for you and a lot of trust with you because I knew you don't just say this. Um, can I swear on here? Oh, no. sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's not just bullshit yeah. what you're saying, that yeah. you really stick to it. And that made me feel so much more comfortable. And I know that's something that you tell all of your people you have private sessions with. But sure. I think that's important to... To know, just to put out there. To kind of finish this up, um, you're one of two people. Um, the other was a client. Um, but you're the only person that I've ever, ever come in contact with beyond this one situation, which was kind of unique, that I was actually blocked or didn't have permission. And that's happened um, in durations of time, um, meaning not just uh, you going to a party, but you know, literally from you know two years or three years or four years. And... Um, a little frustrating um, because we have this extremely strong uh, natural connection in so many ways, and especially spiritually. And I need to mention this too because a lot of the people don't know, but Sarah and I have, in some ways, uh, a telepathic connection, and um, definitely, and that's that's what she was referring to, but without necessarily saying it. So she can be doing something, and I have an understanding of that, like a twin, um, and yet we're not twins, and we're you know obviously these different places within our family tree, but there's something beautiful about that connection. And I deeply respect, I mean, I emotionally respect that you want to have some time away from dad and dad's, shall we say, superpowers to do whatever you want to do. And even today. So, um, in that, in that space, it was um, hard to be a teenager. <laughs> I, I just wanted you to be you. And, and, um, and uh, again, there's there's been times that you've been uh, very diligent about making sure that I didn't have access. I'm bringing it up because everyone has that ability. Yes. And so that's why I spend uh, considerate time. I was speaking to someone yesterday, and I'll mention this real quickly. And it's the first time I ever talked to this woman, and she said, you have my complete permission to say anything. And when someone says that, um, I lean forward into my telephone set, and, and I say, really? And and I ask them again, higher self again, and also their physical self, too, I do that. And she repeated, yes, you do. And with that, I'm on it. And so I'm talking about things that I wouldn't necessarily say, um, not that I don't have ability to say that or to share that, just um, I'm only doing that based upon someone's ability to go fast. So when I say fast, to be able to go to that kind of depth. And it's, it's not scary, I don't think. I think it's actually very, very beautiful, the whole process. It is. I think, well, I don't know everyone's experience, but my friends and people that I know and even myself, it's very relaxing and calming and almost meditative. Yeah. Very, very calming. But I'm going to just go right on the sure. dovetails of what you were saying. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about, quote, Reading me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so here's what everyone wants to know. All right. Million dollar question. Which is? Let's blow it out of the water. Billion dollar question. Okay. Okay. Are you reading my mind? And are you hearing every thought that I have? Because <laughs> I'm 100% sure 
<laughs> my boyfriend, thought <laughs> that you're basically, have you seen that movie, What Women Want, with uh, Mel Gibson? Yes, yes. And right, and he gets like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he gets this ability to just hear every thought, sure. and he's hearing like someone's coffee order, and then someone's like thoughts about him, and and or may, men at large, right? Yeah, yeah. and so, um, and I know it's not just him, but uh, right, but I think my boyfriend was really freaked out to like come around you because he was like. Um, what if I have a thought about your daughter? What if I have a thought about you? You know, our whole family were plant-based vegans. He's like, what if I have a thought about this disgusting tofu? You know, I don't know. So when you say you're reading my mind, or no, when you say you're reading me, yes, are you reading my mind? Are you reading every thought that I have? I, I have that capacity. Um, so again, we're back to etiquette. I have that ability, but with somebody's permission. I don't do that invasively. I had somebody go to work with me years ago. And she was uh, deeply frightened um, that I was going to be uh, uh, tapping in her 24-7 um, when she was doing what she was doing in, in our behalf, our collective behalf. And I said, oh, that's not true. I said, of course I can, but that would be, again, rude and disruptive. So no, I'm not doing that. Um, but if something comes to me, and if you want to know, um, then I would share with that, even though we're, quote, working together. But no, I don't do that... Um, does that come down then to the permission thing again? Well, again, I'm, I, I may receive that information, but I'm not necessarily going to share it um, until someone gives me the the ability to do that. But typically, I'm I don't take this wrongly. I'm not that interested. Meaning, listening yeah. to every thought that you have is you know nice, but it's not necessarily um, it's it's quite the stream of information. If we add that to your brother and or your right. mom and or uh, this countless of other people I truly love and adore. Um, We'd have to honor that that's a lot of conversations about, you know, basically blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's, exactly. I can hear it, but why, why do I be tuned into all those different... I think that's actually relieving to know. <laughs> to you? <laughs> probably to everyone. <laughs> okay, fine. That's probably very relieving. Um, so if I was going to have a session with you then... Yes. All right. I walk in. You have, you have my permission. We're... You know, I want to get the most that I can out of this. Uh -huh. Do I need to open up? What if I'm scared? What if, you know, because sometimes you are, right? right? Sometimes, like, I've had what I call crisis sessions with you. Sure. And I'm like, Dad, I need your help right now. And and I'm not open. So does it help to be like, I've meditated before, mm -hmm. I've zenned out, I know what I want to talk about, or... Does it matter? It, it's a great question. Um, the answer is no. Um, you can come to me in a complete mess. Thank a, God. A, a, plane, <laughs> a, a plane crash wreck. Um, it doesn't matter to me at all. Um, it may, though, impact how you perceive, though. So if you're in drama, high drama, you may be only hearing one or two or a sentence versus a paragraph. Right. And that's why I record these sessions. Oh, so I just had deja vu. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Normal for Sarah and yeah. I. Yeah. Um, but so that's something that um, just happens so that we can just honor that. Well, that makes 100% sense. Yeah. Right? And that's why... I know you record every session. Yes, so that people can hear it. And you know what? Um, I tell this to everyone in integrity, too. This is part of the etiquette thing, that I'm talking to you, meaning I'm using my language and the common language that we use, and which is my native tongue, English. I'm doing that, but I won't tease you. I'm actually doing a lot of things in addition to that, which is to say energy communication, energy work, um, 
I can impact a, an entire room uh, that's beyond uh, where I'm sitting. Um, again, consciously, and this can be done concurrent to me having a, a dialogue. And I'm doing that because if I'm having an intellectual conversation with you or we're talking, um, then I can share with, on other levels that enable you to um, feel better, to right. be more relieved, to become aware, um, so that you can step back into the empowerment, which is really the whole goal. Right. Um, then, then you know, that's what I'm doing. I won't call it my job. It's it's my uh, deepest honor to participate in that way, just yeah. to, to reflect at that really, really high level. Well, an insider story, you frequently absolutely fry the electronic equipment that you're around because <laughs> you aren't just channeling it's this energy flow in and out. And you've I've seen you take down computers. I've seen you take down our home network. <laughs> I've seen... Uh, in fact, I'm sitting in the office right now next to this huge, <laughs> if you guys could see this, it's a shungite, right? Shungite you're, ball. Sh- sh- you're right. It's the size of a bowling ball. I can't even lift it. It's, it's heavier than a bowling ball. Granted, I haven't worked out in a bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> it is so heavy. And I know you do a lot to constantly clear that energy and keep it keep it fresh. And, right. That's yeah. the whole intention. And that's actually 20 million times overkill because, but the intention is so that I'm clear so that I can facilitate clearly. And I do that, um, in talking to each individual that I'm wanting to speak with, because, you know, sometimes I'm talking to one person, I roll back and roll right into the next hour speaking to somebody else. So I want to be completely clear. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, you know, still washing my hands from having talked to somebody else, um, in any category. I want to be totally game on. So that's, is that taxing for you? Uh, no, it's fun. I mean, you know, you're a, a performer and a singer and very much a creative. There's an excitement that I have in in, in sharing. Um, and that's on stage, that's in person, that's in uh, you know, small groups uh, to extra large groups. It's just so much fun. I mean, I really come up pumped. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I know you do. Yeah, no, I do. And so it's, it's I just, it's fun. I mean, I've... I do it because I love to do it, not because I have to do it or even that I'm, as I said to somebody before, I'm, I'm, my compensation is way beyond my monetary exchange. And my intention is very much to offer boatloads <laughs> more of information, empowerment, uh, life-altering um, opportunities um, way beyond, you know, what could ever be done, quote-unquote, normally. Yeah. And what... what um. I mean, you were talking about energy, right? And keeping mm-hmm. it fresh and switching from person to person. And I was just thinking, as you're talking about that, you must have, well, I'm assuming at this point in the game, some rituals on that. Do you have things you do that that clear your energy, maybe clear other people's energy off you or whatever you've been working in in the day? What, what do you do about That's that? That's good. Um, this is something I would re- recommend to... Um, to everybody to some degree, but there's, uh, water is my friend. <laughs> um, drinking water, being hydrated is very, very important for me as a part of the process. In addition, if I get into trouble and what I mean by that, if I'm picking up on somebody's uh, energy empathetically or a disease or uh, other things that would be very difficult within yeah. my physical body, um, uh, I, I will, if it's real bad, I'll put my hands in running water. Um, if it's real, real bad, then I'll, I'll get into the water, like uh, taking a bath or um, taking a shower or something. Um, and I find now that that's less of something that I have to do, but it does feel good. So at the end of the day, um, I will cleanse myself spiritually. And then if there's something that I'm aware of that 
I'll call it a rough day, that there were people I was speaking with that were dealing with some extraordinarily tough things, um, end-of-life decisions and uh, maybe things dealing with their children that would be very, very heavy. Um, I want to make sure that I'm cleared from that. So I always make a recommendation to do that for myself for personal reasons, but I, I recommend it for others as well so that they realize of whose energy is whose. So I don't want to carry right. on someone else's energy in me um, unhealthily, if I can use that term. Right. And I'm sure a lot of the people that you work with or like energy finds like energy, right? Yes. So yes. I'm sure you probably work with a ton of people who are empaths, mm-hmm. uh, or empathic and um, or are sensitive to their environments or energies around them. And so... I'm curious, what would you recommend to them to keep their energy field clear? Clear. Number one, um, it's imperative that you become aware. Most people aren't aware of how they feel before they go to eat. They're not aware of what how they feel during their eating, and they're certainly not aware of how they feel after they eat, beyond I'm full. Yeah. And what I'm doing with that is taking something physical that we all do each and every day and breaking it down that we want to be or use that kind of awareness spiritually so that if I'm going into a situation and I can feel something uh, tough, then that awareness allows me to, shall we say, just get prepared, not to protect myself, just to be aware. And the moment um, is the moment. That's the, that's, that's the, uh, the golden space, being literally in that, in that space. Then after the moment, I want to... Uh, allow myself to be open again for the next moment. And the only way I can do that is to, to become clear. I am actually been thinking about this, so you must be reading my mind, about actually um, detailing some very specific cleaning rituals. As, as Wes, a... are we on the same wavelength? <laughs> because I was just going to say what would be really bomb for me yeah, and for anyone who's listening that's finding this interesting is to pop that in the podcast notes. Too. Wouldn't that be great if you wrote down oh, your clearing sure. techniques? Because you shared so many with me, and you've made me so aware of what I carry and hold on to during right. a day that maybe that's something that you could drop in the podcast I think that'd be, notes. That's a tremendous idea, and certainly I'm I will easily do that for the gift of for the benefit of everybody. And then in addition, I'm thinking about literally um, creating somewhat of a program so that there's a formality to it, so that others can really. Uh, use this as a as a tool. Uh, now it seems kind of silly that we'd have to teach somebody to wash their hands, spiritually speaking. Um, but if it helps you, um, meaning there's plenty of people in other countries. I'm speaking of third world countries that don't know that uh, they have not had that opportunity to, to been given that understanding. People still don't know that here. Go in any public bathroom, <laughs> and it says wash your hands, and doesn't that always scare you? You're like. Do the employees not know that? <laughs> Have they not learned that from birth or, or whatnot? But I think that would be be really fantastic. Yeah, this is definitely. Thing I to, hope I didn't put you on the spot. If no, you don't no, want to no. do it, and just fact, edit that out. We'll talk but about I think because you see on on my desk here in the studio that we've got a, a crystal, and um, I use that too as a means to. Uh, to cleanse and also to broadcast. So think of it like a gigantic antenna that I'm using that as an amplifier to send out energy. Um, And, you know, I love crystals and yet I'm very, very particular about which kinds I want. Very. And then I'm also very uh, sensitive to making sure that once I receive a crystal that it's been cleared of the process of getting to me and or anyone else that might have touched it. And that's just me... uh, being particular or maybe ultrally very, very clean about it. I don't know. 
I mean, you have more experience in this than, than most people. And you don't think sometimes that all of those little things add up, but they really do. Yes. And that's something you've really, really taught me because if you think it's a really small thing to clear your energy at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, because sometimes you have dreams, right? right? And you can attach a lot of emotion onto a dream and then you can carry that through a day or a week and think about how much more impactful you would be when you're simply clear. And I love that you, and I'm looking at this really big, beautiful, um, what do you call that type of crystal? It's pointy at one end. Well, it's an obelisk type. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's clear. You've had that for years. Yeah. That is your crystal. It is. And when, when he says he's a crystal guy, he has one crystal in here (laughs) because he's very particular about the energy. But I love that you explain that as one, it clears the energy and it amplifies it. Yes. I mean, what could be more important than that? So it's not like you're just going to wash your hands. You're also going to glow. You know, you brought something up I want to talk about for a moment. Hopefully this isn't off. You're fine. Okay. Um, Approved. (laughs) (laughs) When I uh, go to sleep, I work a lot in this, my sleep state consciously. And um, when I wake up in the morning, there's times that I feel worn out. I feel um, like I've got other people's energy on me. Um, and in that space, I sounds funny that you would wake up and want to wash off the day's activities. But in that sense, I'm washing off the nighttime activities in terms of me being around doing really kinds, real cool kinds of things. Um, but I'm very interested in that. So if I'm not... Um, if I'm imbalanced, I know that. And there's some very specific tools. And I talk about this in terms of meditating, and I certainly journal. Um, and like we talked about, the showering, that's a natural ritual that I think most of us do. Yeah. Um, but then, um, you know, exercise too is a part of that. And then, uh, you know, you've mentioned earlier kind of subtly that our eating habits as a family has changed dramatically. Yep. And this is something too that is uh, a part of what I will call the purification process. But yeah, the becoming aware of being clear makes it so much better for you within your body and certainly in your happiness and for you choosing to, you know, just coexist with other people. I completely agree with you. And I love that you've been so candid and transparent about that because, um, this is one thing that I just love about our relationship is that I get so many little tidbits from you just from our chats. Hmm. We have chats like this all the time. All the time. This is what lunch looks like. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> often. Often. Um, okay. Can I circle back to something you mentioned in the very beginning? Yeah. And I do think that it's something that not everyone wonders, um, but maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this has to do with what you're tuning into. Mm-hmm. And um, so... You said even that you made your code of ethics because especially in the beginning, you were like, I don't want to see anything bad. Right. I don't want to see anything scary. And holy moly, I feel the same way. Who who doesn't feel that way? Who's like, <laughs> well, scare are, me. I mean, I'll bet there, there I'll are bet, people. Well, I'll bet you have. Talked to yeah. somebody today. So <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? This life is all about the yin and yang, right? Sure. So there's going to be everything. Um, for the most people I encounter, uh, let me say it that way. Right. Um, actually everyone I've encountered, but I'm sure you do have your stories. Uh, they are nervous or even been taught maybe through religion or even just like folklore that if you open up to any sort of energy that you're going to get the whole thing. 
And, and how do you say, well, I want to be only in the light or I only want to see good things and I don't want to see scary things or, or, you know, demons or people talk about possession or, um, you know, ghosts or, you know, anything scary like that. And what's been your experience with that? And then, you know, what would you tell other people who are concerned about that? If I open up at all, do I have to take it all? Okay. That's a great question. Um, so let me ask, let me address that personally first. Um, yeah. But it is um, historical or retrospective in nature because a lot of that thinking has changed to today um, because of awareness. But uh, in the beginning, um, I was exposed, not necessarily formally, um, in my my birth or my growing up, but later in life that uh, demons and energy of that kind, Satan, um, was something real. And, and I took that pretty seriously and I didn't want to have access or participate with things like that. Um, that's why I was so explicit. I'm wanting to make sure that I was tapping into enlightened beings, uh, angelic entities, etc. Now, uh, in the maturity or the growth of the understanding, this is something I would share with anybody who wants to hear this. Um, it's like walking into Best Buy and you see a whole wall of te- television sets. And those television sets have access to any station, any station that anyone wants to set that particular television set to. Okay. So let's imagine that we have 500 television sets all on a different station. And let's also imagine that um, a good portion of them are light or loving. And then we also have those that are dark, uh, Friday the 13th or anything that would be of that nature. And I'm not trying to criticize that, but rather just create this as an observation. But you walk in and you have these 500 television sets and you get to choose um, what's of interest to you. And you can migrate towards the, say, one end of the polarity that's very, very uh, Disney-esque and it being very beautiful, very loving. And then we have the other side that's really, really, really dark. And so it's nothing to be uh, afraid of. Um, it's, it's always there, um, but it's not something that we need to... Um, be protecting yourself. I know a lot of people, even people that have been exposed to we'll call new age thinking or philosophy for a long time, they're always asking Archangel Michael or some other uh, very, very powerful entity to protect them. And when you do that, you actually block yourself. I mean, you you you, you create a, a wall of defense, of course, but then it's, it, it disables you to be able to participate in a way that you possibly can. So instead of thinking, which is very physical, Mm -hmm. that we need to protect ourselves, open up to the idea that in opening up to uh, all of the music that we have access to, which is another format, right, than televisions, but it's the same thing, that you can listen to any radio station that you want. If you go on the internet and you can watch anything that you want, um, literally someone taking someone else's life if you want to watch that. But, you know, if you're not of that thinking or that caliber, you're probably not going into those places. And so if that's not something natural for you, yeah. then consider this the same thing, that there's no nothing that's going to be um, jumping out at you. If you're holding a fear or if there's something to become aware of, those things can take place. But I see those as positive because they enable the person to become aware of um, something that was maybe fearful or something that they've not yet dealt with historically or even in a past life so that they can be free. And that that's, um, I think, pretty empowering. So you're saying... So if I were to think of it like the internet, if I'm going to go online, mm-hmm. everything is online, right? Right. I everything. can see pictures of kittens and babies, right? And I can see pictures of someone being beheaded, exactly, right? 
I can see hunger and starvation in third world countries. Correct. I can see um, animal cruelty. Yes. I can look at a claimation of someone's bad dream. I could also look at um, a GoFundMe page for the environment. You know, I can look at... And so is that what you're saying? It is. Is essentially it all exists. And when you say, I certainly don't want to see what's happening in... Um, a third world country. Right. You can, you're saying you're blocking it because now you're not using the internet at all. Right. You're, is that you're, what you're saying? Well, countries do this. Uh, China does this. They um, they regulate or govern what you can or what you can't see via this modality of the internet, which is crazy. So it only gives you part of the story. Right. And it becomes colored. And then you have a country that is... Uh, uh, filled with propaganda by virtue of what somebody or controlling entities allow you to see. Now, supposedly yeah. in our country, we're in a uh, a nation that has historically, anyway, um, promoted free will speech, and yet we're under you know some different challenging times that that's even being to some degree threatened in terms of what's okay and what's not okay to say. And yet, this is a foundational piece to who we are, way beyond the United States government, so that we realize that we really do want to have access. And then you, you don't want to underestimate yourself in terms of how powerful you are. So your ability to uh, watch a, a TV screen was something that would be um, entertainingly stupid <laughs> in terms of it being uh, negative or not necessarily having, doesn't leave you feeling good when you walk out of the theater. is something that we've all done um, in varying degrees. But if you understand that and it doesn't really suit you as a personality, then you just don't buy those kinds of clothes or hang around those kinds of people or you don't take right. any information in. And I'm having kind of a mind-blown moment when you're talking about censoring, essentially. And I like the idea of using the internet as the same as tapping into... Um, Everything. Yeah, yeah, because it is this like um, force that you can't see, right? right? And it connects everything. It's, so It's very different to see than a telephone or a... Right. right Hard line. Right. Because, but, <laughs> but know what I mean? Because it, it enables... You can do video, you can do audio, yeah. and you can do a lot more of the things that we have yet to do um, in that new, very interconnected platform. And that's something... To appreciate. Yeah. And we don't need to be afraid of it. I don't think anyone's waking up being afraid of the internet per se. So we don't need to be afraid of this. And that's kind of my point. So you're saying if there's censorship, I liked what you were saying about the, you know, Chinese government, the censorship, that you're only getting part of the story. Correct. And so it really is not beneficial to you. And if you do the same thing spiritually, you're only getting part of your own story. Mm -hmm. You're only getting part of your own growth path. But if you were to just open up to everything and stop censoring, it doesn't mean you're going to be possessed by all the <laughs> terrible things out there. It just means you might get your full story and be able to progress that much faster in your life. Right. And you'll find that you're strong. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, Strong in the sense that you you realize that that's just not of interest. Think of like walking into a mall and there's a bunch of people and certain people that just don't call to you. You don't feel comfortable. And it's not individual to you hating somebody. You just don't feel... There's a vibration that's uh, a strong mismatch. and Right. Abercrombie, never called to me. Too stinky. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> so Walk you, by you, it. Right. So you, you, but there's no fear. It's like you're freaking out and having to do uh, uh, special salutations with Archangel Michael to get by. I mean... Well, you, let's use that example. Okay. Okay. Abercrombie, everyone knows, so stinky. 
I have a fear <laughs> that if I walk by Abercrombie, it's gonna get it on will you. get on me. That's right. Okay. okay. And I think that's people's, and I, I don't want to be generic and say people's, it's mine, but I do think a lot of other individual people's <laughs> fear that then I will reek of, you know. The smell, right? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, let's address that. And so, I won't know how to get it off. Well, this kind of goes back to our question that we need to clear, which actually sound like we're getting contaminated in some kind of way. So mm-hmm. let's be really clear with that. You can't be, meaning your choice to experience, you take in some, a smell into your nose and you process that as a, something desirous or not undesirous. But it doesn't need to be um, categorized as the binary aspects of good and or bad. It, it can be something that's gray in the middle of that you don't care for it. If it's something that you really don't, really don't care for, fine, but you don't need to go home and take 16 showers to make sure that you get it cleansed as much as that you realize... You can breathe in and just literally let it go. And the more, less that you give it attention, and I mean that in the moment, then that enables you to go to the next moment without continuing to host any idea that we walk by the store and we're 10 steps down, we're in the car, we're going home, we're still smelling like Amber Crombie and Vitch when, right. of course, you don't have that. You literally want to let that go. And so that's a tremendous example, I think, um, that would be applied esoterically that we don't don't need to be consumed with being perpetually clean in America we are. Wow. Uh, but okay, I'm getting you because you're also gonna walk by Wetzel's pretzels. You're also just have <laughs> the smell of the mall. You also have your own scent or whatnot. You have the person sitting next to you and their strong shampoo, but you don't focus on any of those. So what you're saying is essentially you don't have to make it this big event. Right. Am I hearing that kind of right? You are. And you unfortunately have the um, wrong example of your father um, in the physical sense having done that because there's parts of me in my personality type that if I can't stand something, I became quite animated or even dramatic with that. Um, Spiritually speaking, uh, I'm aware of that. I can say that to you as everyone else listening, but it's not encouraged. And so when I go into that kind of polarity. I want to become aware that that's not me being really me and my higher self. And with that, I need to let myself be free of that so I can go down my path without thinking that something is going to get on me. Right. Almost like indifference, like hate or love still draws you to something, but indifference of there's a whole mall. Maybe next time I won't walk right in front of the Abercrombie and Fitch, but it's not because I'm avoiding it or scared of it. It's just not my thing. If you take it all the way up though, um, you can develop and create um, consciously a spiritual essence that's so strong that you can actually walk into that store and uh, come out without being affected, even from a smelling perspective. Whoa. Now, that takes some practice, and I won't deny that, but there's, there's the ability to do that. So that tells you that you can walk into the midst of something that would be very, very... We're talking about a store with some smell, but if we went to a Hell's biker bar yeah. and we've gotten some, some really, really dark energy. You can go in there extremely illuminated. <laughs> so I'm just imagining Hell's biker bar. Are you are you saying like a biker bar that's in hell? No, no, no. Like 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 uh, Oh like Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I had this visual. I was like, what? Okay, you're right, right. <laughs> And so <laughs> there may be people there that are comfortable hurting people, slash stealing, slash doing okay, drugs, okay, slash killing yeah. people, and a whole lot more. And uh, you and I could go into that establishment, and guess what's going to take place? Number one, we don't get contaminated. In fact, we can actually invite or create an invitation for others to 
um, in these uniforms and these black jackets and tattoos and all of this garb that we associate with that kind of individual, they may actually come into our energy and ask us what we're doing there. And they may be genuinely interested. And it's not to say that they're not part of the club or their organization. Maybe they're they're the president thereof. But they may find themselves sitting on our table to um, participate in something that's different for them. And yet we're not offending them. We're not hurting them. We're not trying to convert anybody, right? We're just sitting there. And there's a genuine exchange. And then that exchange can be actually extremely transformative. Oh, that's so cool. I could honestly listen to a whole podcast about this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like, that's a lot of... um, I'm so curious about that. That's fun, actually, because once we do that within our own selves, especially some of our patterns that we've come from, it enables you to be free. Instead of only thinking that you are only safe in your house, in your body, in the neighborhood, um, we really do want to, you know, take that body and let this body, your body, travel and experience the entire world without thinking that it's all bad. I mean... That right there is the calm that I have gotten after sessions with you. That's the calm that I saw from my boyfriend when he had a session with you. (laughs) It's the calm I've seen from my friends. I think there's a lot of calm and peace, especially in a time right now of a lot of heightened anxiety, of feeling that freedom that you don't have to be scared of something. And it could be as big as feeling, you know, that, that big, dark, ominous, whatever it is in your own mind to everyday anxiety fears, but it's that calm right there that is so peaceful after a session. And honestly, why it resonates as being quote, right. Because I always say, you're not telling me anything I don't already know. And that's not because I have a big head. No, It's because there's this level on the inside that's resonating with everything and, and saying, yeah, yeah, got it. And it's extremely peaceful. And I just really, that was just such a huge full circle right there, right back down to that one point of not living with those fears. But you didn't say it that way. You said it living free. Right. How awesome is that? It, it's it's incredible. Um, I don't know. There, there's so much to talk about. but this I know. Is- this is literally, I feel like... I always feel silly um, um, publishing this because these are our lunchtime conversations, <laughs> and it's I'm hilarious. grateful. I, I'm hopeful that everyone else will enjoy this uh, Me too. state of openness, and if this is something that's desired, um, we'll and certainly... And if not, we'll just keep it to our lunchtime. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, there's one last uh, thing I want to ask sure. of you, if yeah. you will, yeah. if I have your permission. Yes, you do. Okay. I'm going to ask you to, to tune in. Okay. Are you comfortable with that? Very. Okay. <laughs> Silly question. Are you there? Very much so. I am wondering if you have a message for, um, I don't want to just say for me because I'm the one sitting in this room right now, mm-hmm. but for any person who is listening mm-hmm. to this, any person who's going to pick this up and listen to it in the right time for them, what is a message that when I say you... I, I would love for you to tune in for this. Sure. Um, that you would like to give. Okay. Um, if there is one. Yes. It's very important that everyone that's participating in the reception of this information slash this dialogue be aware that they are here very consciously, very consciously as a matter of um, realize that this is perfect timing. So this idea that you're here is extremely um, acknowledged. Going further, it's really important as well that if you see this timing from 
the worldview in terms of why you've incarnated here at this particular time, this too is equally important. So don't think that you're, um, if you felt bad or uncomfortable based upon current events or with your body, or you've been wondering about having children or uh, expanding into life, uncertain about things that are about to take place realize that there's a part of you from a soul's perspective that is very, very excited to be here. Once you discover or reconnect to these pieces that are, I'll say, familiar with your own, with who you are, then your choice to express becomes um, balanced. And in that state of balance, it becomes easier for you to go forward. And you don't have to be um, afraid or engaging in those states of imbalance or even drama. It's very important for everyone participating to realize that they don't need to be um, afraid. Fear is something that's an illusion here. And of course, it's created by the mind creating the idea that it's separate from that which is, which is the divine. That's what you're hearing um, as we speak through him in this particular moment. You don't need to be afraid. Allowing yourself to really breathe in. The strongest aspects of life is deeply encouraged as you go forward, no longer being afraid, but truly allowing yourself to express deeply and profoundly, not for the sake of trying to get something or to even get external reward, but realize this is something that you've literally come here to do. This is very specific to you, the one that we're speaking to, the one that's sitting in the room, as well as many, many others. So it's not merely just her, which would be reflected as my daughter, but everyone who knows that they're drawn to this moment and wanting to participate and to engage, which is probably the last point if it would be offered in this moment, that you're not afraid to truly empower yourself by going forward and exhibiting these strengths that you've come here to do. Not necessarily always in the same ways, understanding that each of you want to participate in offering a contribution, especially collectively. Don't forget this, your choice to collaborate is something that's hugely significant and uh, historically been disempowered, especially through the male energy, which of course is switching, where there's an awareness to some degree that the collaboration of the female energies is something enormously powerful and of course is easy. This is said to all, regardless of their gender or even their sexual preference, but to realize that your choice to participate in a state of collaboration is deeply, deeply encouraged. Wow. I'm totally floored right now. Cool. <laughs> my heart feels like it's 10 times bigger than my body. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for that. Sarah, thank you for inviting me to this blind invitation. <laughs> I know. We didn't know what we were going to get into no, today, <laughs> but this felt as natural as apple pie. It did. And so I, I want to do it again. And so we'll see how everyone else... Uh... I'm here. Good. Well, we'll do it again. We'll continue to be friends for life. <laughs> I'll and be here. Soulmates and then some. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank All you right. very much. Okay. I love you. Me too. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others, too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.